back to Wrestling Tonight. I am your hardcore host, Mad Dog Butch. With me, as always, the Tom Rocky Stone to my young Dennis Stamp. None other than Brace Beamer. Yeah, yeah. And joining us tonight, none other than old school Rick Cartier. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you here, Rick. Sorry, my pleasure. How are you tonight? I'm doing good. Ready to talk about some wrestling. Yeah, it's good. great to have you in the studio, man. Back back again beside being in the ring. Yeah, I don't have to take any bumps. This is good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Maybe now, a little bit nicer now that you're not getting beat up. Now, it's been a little while <laughs> since we've had a guest in the studio. And I don't know if you're familiar with our policy, but uh, whenever we have a guest in the studio, we like to present a gift as a thank you for coming on to the show. Um, so I dug through my some of my collectibles and uh, wrestling stuff that I had to try to find some of the most old school stuff that I could that I could find. Um, so hold on. All right. <laughs> we need some music in the background for this. Oh, ho, ho, so ho, ho. I got a Wrestling USA from 1990. One of my favorite uh, magazines when I was a kid. Oh, wow. Uh, also a Wrestling USA from 1990. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hogan and Flair on the cover. And a Pro Wrestling Illustrated from 1990. Yeah, this thing there, so. This is you go. awesome, <laughs> and I thank you so much. I am No problem. Thank you for coming you on. Because, you know, the fan part of me is still a big fan of the magazines, and... This is good. This is amazing. <laughs> are there yeah, are the posters welcome. in them? Uh, I did not check to see if the posters will st- were still there. Sorry, <laughs> the, the woman pinups are you know, still at his house. That reminds me of the yeah, collection exactly. I threw out when I was younger. <laughs> I had so many, and I just got rid of them. Yeah, terrible. Uh, did the PWIs have magazines? I, I forgot. Yeah, they did, didn't they? They, they had the what? The, the Pro Wrestling Illustrators. They had the. Yeah, they had the fold-out right posters. Yeah, I think they okay. did it back yep. in the day. I don't yeah, the, the double ones. Oh, okay. Used to be able to yeah. magazines that you could get, and they'd have the big, like, four fold-outs, you know? Mm. Right. Yeah. yeah, some of those, like yeah. Wrestling Eye. Yeah, that was my favorite one. <laughs> I was trying to find one of those for you, but I couldn't. I didn't really. I mean, I, I was digging, but, uh, you know, I had to give up at some point. I like the other yeah, magazines I, better <laughs> than the New York ones. I appreciate it, man. That, that's awesome. Yeah, no problem. Enjoy them. Um, that's cool. <laughs> now, uh, normally also, I've, whenever we have somebody on, um, the first question we like to ask is what were some of your earliest memories as far as, as far as wrestling goes? Uh, well with me, um, my father was already a fan. Oh, really? Um, as a kid, he watched big time in Detroit and then, um, late seventies, I guess it would be, he was working with family in uh, Georgia doing, you know, dish, uh, ditch digging to put in the original, like, you know, cable TV lines when it was new. Yeah. And he discovered Georgia Championship Wrestling. Awesome. Huh. So, comes back here. So, in our household, 605 TBS was, you know, a staple. Right. And um, I guess I was about six when I first took notice of it. And it was because my dad made it a big deal. You know, he talked it up. Yeah. It was Flair coming back from his stint in the WWF and the Horsemen reforming. Okay. And he made it sound such a big deal yeah. that I had to take notice. And I have to admit, you know, you watch Flair for five minutes, I was hooked. Hell, hell yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that was going to be my next question. If, if 
if you remember the moment that you were oh, actually well, hooked. There you that, go. That was it. <laughs> did, did, did your dad have one of those cheater gimmicks that you'd screw on the cable lines to get like the, uh, the no, free stuff? No, we were actually, we had like, the, I think one of the earliest of the, you know, the, uh, the remote activated Comcast cable. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So that, so that obviously was the WCW yes. era. Okay. Um, so did you watch both? I mean, when did you start watching WWE? I was a strict WCW fan. Okay. Um, at first, and I want to say maybe around late '97, I started going to a video store renting tapes, which was always WWF tapes. That's what they had. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't watch like the current WWF product until around WrestleMania 15, so like '99, early '99. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. You're that long of a holdout? That's yeah. sweet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I like, that's I like awesome. my, my Southern cool. wrestling man. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. You just man. may have catapulted into my all-time top ten. For <laughs> uh, so, so besides Flair, mm-hmm. obviously Flair was one of your favorites. Then, mm-hmm. uh, who were some of your other favorite wrestlers around that era? Oh, uh, in that time frame, um, I remember you know, of course, Sting as a kid. You know, the face paint, all that's always really exciting. You get into that. Um, over a couple of years, maybe a little bit older, Arn Anderson really stood out to me. I think if mm-hmm. anyone kind of watches it today could probably pick up on that. Um, and when the NWO guys came in a little bit later, you know, Hall and Nash were so cool, bad, you know, bad but cool that I got into them. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. So, um, so did you switch over exclusively ever to WWE during the the Attitude Era, or did you still did you stay with WCW all the way till the dying days? I was WCW to the end, and like okay. I would hide originally the fact that I was occasionally flipping over to Raw from my, from my dad. Like, yeah, yeah, Nitro. Click. Okay, Stone Cold's doing this. Sable hot. Okay, back to Raw. Or back to Nitro. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I'm I'm with you. I. You know, at, at some point, I think WWE got better than WCW towards the end. But I, I stuck with it, too. I, You know, I, I stayed with it all the way to the end. Looking back now, if I go, like, on the network and watch them, mm-hmm. WWF had a better product at that time, right at the end. Yeah. By, by far. Mm-hmm. But at that time, as a kid, I was still loyal to, you know, right. WCW. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's totally understandable. Um, yeah, we were we were all the NWA stalwarts mm. for all the different territories, you know. Right. WWE yeah. or WWF at the time was Public Enemy number one until I don't know ninety six <laughs> maybe ninety well, seven. Just an example for you. This past Monday, I turned off Raw and turned on some Crockett stuff on the network. So. Nice. Oh, I like you? it. <laughs> That's what I do. I'll go yeah. like put on some like southeastern stuff or like Texas or whatever. I get my wrestling fix that way, you know. There you go. Yeah, it's uh, I I don't know. It's tough. It's tough nowadays to to watch to uh, to stay tuned in. What do you What are your thoughts on the AEW? Uh, well, I mean, I watched the first pay per view. Thought it was great. And of course, you know, about a year ago with the uh, All In, mm-hmm. awesome. And I'm a big fan of Cody. Okay. Um, so I'm I'm behind it. I want to see where it goes. Surprisingly enough. When it comes to in ring, I'm not a huge fan of the Young Bucks because just their style doesn't do it for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. However, like their their promos or even just like shoot interview stuff, like the guys are hilarious. I like really like them and I respect the um, the marketability they've you know made for themselves. Oh yeah, they're 
prostitutes. That's what the business is. I mean, well, I got to give them credit for bringing the LJNs back. Although I can't, <laughs> I can't bring myself to buy them because they're so out of scale. With, really? With the originals? Oh yeah, they're like towering. How much are they? Um, I don't know, maybe thirty bucks or something, forty bucks. I'm not, I'm not sure, but they're, but yeah, they they made them like way out of scale, and they and they look almost. I don't know, but they look more like the old San Francisco toy company WCW. They look like they're like the harder plastic. Oh, really? Than, okay. I, that's what they look like. I don't know. I mean, I haven't, huh. I haven't really seen any reviews on them or anything. But, but I was all set on buying them, and then as soon as, uh, and then as soon as um, I saw like a, a comparison picture, I was like. I was like, I'm not buying these. They're just like, I was always a stickler for scale as far as uh, wrestling figures went. And well, they're just so out of scale. That was a problem with a lot of the, you know, the old school toy rings. Nothing ever really fit right. You know. <laughs> oh, yeah. They always seem like they're like out of. Yeah. Yeah. I used to build my own rings when go. I was a kid. Oh, yeah. Oh, I put the styrofoam in the middle. And they made the sound and everything. Uh, well, okay. How did you, how did you decide to become a wrestler? Um did you, you know, mess around like in the yard or in in, in the house or whatever? Uh, well, middle school, high school, me and a couple of buddies, we did the backyard thing. Um, it was always funny because there was like only like three or four of us, but we played like five characters each. Yeah, we had no audience, so like, yeah. we weren't doing it for like that. We just totally did it just to hang out and you know beat ourselves up. Um, <laughs> and right around you know when I was turning eighteen, I was looking into. Going to wrestling school, you know, get out of high school, go to wrestling school, but mm-hmm. the prices were high, and I didn't have any help with that, so right. that didn't happen. Do you remember which ones you looked into? House of Truth. Okay. Oh, okay. That's pretty much it. I looked looked at Truth Martinis, or well, maybe maybe the Can Am Scott Demore's as well. Hmm. Okay. Um, but just too much money, and so can became one of those like, oh well, I'll get to it, I'll get to it, and I actually eventually kind of gave up on it. Um, until I happened to meet someone. At a bar one night, <laughs> when this is a little bit later, I was 24 at this point, who was like, hey, well, you know, you like wrestling, and you're watching Raw on the TV here at the bar, like, come with me to um, XSU this Sunday, and we'll get you hooked up, and maybe you can get you in the ring. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was trolling out there and snagged you, huh? Yeah. Now, I mean, huh. granted, XSU was a, um, what's the right term? I think, uh, I think CM Punk says it best on his DVD when he says Pirate Pro. Where it's like, you know, okay. mostly backyard guys, but they have a ring in a building, and, and their yeah. production's pretty good. Yeah, there have been a lot of those groups yeah. around. Okay. So, you know. that's that was my start. Oh, okay. okay. So, um, now now as far as, what I mean, when I first saw you, you were with Fat Tony mm-hmm. as, as a tag team. Now, did, was he with you? Did he go with you to, to that? I mean, I think you had mentioned to me before that you guys um, went to the same. He was training. around XSU. Um, okay. at the time he was working security like, okay. a lot. Like he wasn't he looks like a security guy. <laughs> well, he was, he was, he was bouncing at bars and clubs oh, too. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> um, okay. But so he actually, I don't think during the original run of XSU, he ever actually performed as a wrestler, but he was there all the time. And when we, I guess it's probably going to hit another question when I go into this, but when I started training there and it was just the backyard guys, not long after we brought in, um, Briar Wellington. Okay. From JCW and the Detroit scene, right? To train us, and he was part of those trainings for a while. I don't think he because he didn't complete, but he was there part of it. Okay. Huh. All right. So, um, so so they ran their own promotion then, and you guys you guys started out 
wrestling for the, or you started out wrestling for them? Yeah, um, or, I was saying, XSU would run. Um, originally, it was in Warren, and then it transitioned over to uh, Hazel Park, and they did weekly shows. Okay. And just, you know, the guys who wanted to learn, Briar would be there once a week to do training. Mm-hmm. And you, you were paying 50 bucks a you know, head or a night to go in and train. Right. But if you could swing that weekly, yeah, you, yeah. Get, you were getting trained. Oh, okay. Paying by the drink. <laughs> Pretty much. You know? <laughs> yeah. So about so about how long did you wrestle for those guys? Uh, let's see. Well, it was nearly a year before I had my first actual match. Oh, okay. And I want to say after that, I only did, I don't know, six or seven matches before with them before they went under. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, right. and, um, and that was, you guys remember him from his time in MWO, that was Owen Travers' promotion. Okay. Yeah, okay. All right, yeah. yeah. So I started with him. He gave me, he gave me my first shot in the ring. <laughs> okay. Who was your first opponent? Do you remember? Owen Travers. Oh, okay. <laughs> we, we did an interesting <laughs> angle where I was acknowledged as the cameraman because I had been mostly doing camera work at the shows. Okay. And um, he was a heel champion. Mm-hmm. And he basically was doing a deal where he like, was picking the opponent for like you know, whoever he was feuding with. And was like, well, I'll you know, I'll wrestle tonight as well. I'll pick an opponent. I'll I'll you know, put my money where my mouth is. I'm gonna wrestle someone who's been training and working hard. Is gonna get in the ring, the camera guy. <laughs> okay. And walked up, took off my shirt, got in the ring, and you know, got killed. <laughs> <laughs> well, you mentioned the camera guy. That's kind of like paying your dues in a way. That was my thing. Like I did a little bit of the ring stuff and stuff, but camera was my oh okay, which I actually enjoyed because yeah, I had seen some of the other camera work. And I'm, it was crap. <laughs> and I've had kind of, I guess, just by nature of watching a lot, a good idea of where things would go in a match and how to set right. up shots. You almost like, have to have a knack fly. for it, you know? Yeah. Okay. So, it's like an art, really. So I got, I felt like my camera was pretty good, and I actually enjoyed doing that for, you know, that year as I was training. Hmm. What else did you do beside that, setting up the ring? Anything, anything that else? That was the most of my jobs there, hmm. you know, just – do those and then make sure you get in before the shows and train a little bit. They use it as a test dummy while you're training. Uh, me as a test dummy. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, you hear you hear horror stories nowadays. You know about well about people just you know kind of taking advantage of the trainees or yeah. And I was well, even talking that just more or less. You know, well, was, you're learning how to take bumps, but you're taking moves from people I who are practicing. I would say when I first started, before we had Briar there as a pro to really train us, it was just the XSU guys. Oddly enough, um, partner in Hoss right now, um, Adrian Anderson, mm-hmm. he was the guy who gave me my first bump. And uh, <laughs> he enjoyed kind of doing that. So, like, everyone was doing clothesline bumps. Like, learn to take the clothesline learn, yeah. learn a bump. And he, without calling or anything, just kind of like, hey, big boot to the mush. <laughs> and oh. okay nice thanks i'm what the hell just happened um and then like when briar came in i wasn't so much that it was just he would work you like really hard yeah like, like okay. a lot of cardio right like you know right. you, you, the old story of you know let's the old cardio it. for cartier huh well there you go <laughs> but like you know you hear the stories like work until you puke and then yeah. you learn how to wrestle yeah he lived by that right? yeah oh okay that's great <laughs> yeah so yeah. <laughs> so did you get the uh a lot of people yeah, I mean, and th- and this is true. Like I've seen it where, you know, you you watch it on TV and you're just like, oh yeah, I could do that. But a lot of people don't get out of can't get past hitting the ropes, or yeah. falling on the mat. You know, a lot of people oh, yeah. duck out it's after so that. So much more than people think. Yeah. I um, mean, I think I t- I took the bumping, I took the ropes. Um, How long did it take you to toughen up? 
from the, you know, where you get used to the punishment? Uh, I don't want to like sound like sound egotistical when I say this, but I feel like I was so headstrong that I'm going to yeah. do this that it wasn't even a thought to me. I, yeah. I pushed through it pretty quick. Oh, that makes complete sense. Yeah, okay. A lot of people are like that, you know? And, Just, you know, <clears throat> and yeah. I saw people not make it. Yeah. Because we had, um, besides XSU guys, a couple like football players and all the other guys who had connections with Briar came in. Mm-hmm. And those guys were all puking and leaving and like saying this ain't for me. And I'm thinking, I'm not an athlete. Like, I didn't play sports in school. Okay. I was an art guy. Like, I'd run from Mm -hmm. gym class and go hide in the art room and draw (laughs) draw comic books. (laughs) But here I'm doing what these athlete guys are puking and like leaving for. Right. Hmm. Right. Don't know how, why that's happening, but that's how it was. Hey, you know what? Kurt Angle said that his pro wrestling training was tougher than any training that he's ever done. Yeah. And that's saying a lot from an Olympic gold medalist. Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah, a lot of those guys, you know, that came from a different sport yeah, have said that. It is tough. I mean, it is. People yeah. just don't understand the physical conditioning yeah. to, right. you know, that lifestyle. And or it is a just lifestyle. The, just the, yeah. we call it bumping, but just the, the pounding that you take. Yeah. Hell, even hitting the ropes, you can get, you know, you well, can yeah, get you know, bruised. Generally, they're <laughs> elevator cable. Like, yeah, you know, really. Right. Well, before yeah. I really learned how to hit him, like, I have bruises all over the kidneys and stuff. Yeah. It was nasty. <laughs> yeah. All right, now, um... Now, where did I? I didn't see you uh, obviously until you guys showed up in the MWO. Uh, was that your next step, or was there somewhere in between there that you wrestled? Um, it all came pretty quick, but from XSU, Briar took me to the Detroit area, and I wrestled for for Wrestling All Stars. Okay, um, who was running that? That's uh, Stephen Rivera. Still huh. does. Um, and they're buddies, and you know, yeah, because I've 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 heard of that even mm-hmm. more. I mean, within the last couple of years, you know. Mm-hmm. But huh. I, I did battle royals and some opening things there, mm-hmm. and um, I did that for just a little bit. Those two, until I got like my clearance, and it was a six man tag that we did for PWA, and both Rivera and Briar were in the match. PWA was pro wrestling. wrestling okay, okay, and um. You know, did the match, did a, did a six-man tag match, and it was afterwards where he's like, hey, you know you're good, right? And I'm thinking, like, oh, thanks. I, I felt like I did pretty good. He goes, no, no, like, you're good. Like, I'll give you a list of promotions if you want. Like, hmm. you have my permission to go get booking. Nice. Oh, okay. And uh, from there, I uh, hit uh, Ohio a little bit with Fat Tony. Mm-hmm. And then um, and TXWE, which is an Adrian, or was an Adrian, Michigan, and MWO. Okay. Huh. Now, uh, did did you have like the the fifties gimmick kind of right off the bat, or did or was that a newer thing when you guys became a tag team in the MWO? That started with MWO. Okay. Um, when I first started, I was um, Richard Allen Price, um, <laughs> which is a play on my middle names, like it's Richard um, Franklin Price, which is like my actual like first middle names there. Oh, okay. okay. Um, so I just kind of switched things around, and. Um, I, I had no gimmick. I was just wearing a black singlet, red boxing shoes, and a leather jacket. <laughs> and that's how I was wrestling at first. And then after I got into TXWE and made connection, which then led to um, TWA in Downriver area, um, I was partnered with a guy named TJ Richards. And um, we were going to be this cool, badass tag team called Blitzkrieg in our minds, wearing leather vests and the black trunks. And then we went to TWA, uh, the promoter there, Keith Calhoun, put cowboy hats on us and said, you're the Midnight Riders. <laughs> <laughs> Almond Brothers is in the computer. There you go. Nice. And we roll with that for a little while. Okay. But then at the same time, right when that happened, um, in MWO, it was me, Fat Tony, and um, 
the guy who would then be known as Vinny Cartier. Oh, that's right. Who's yeah. also, who's yeah. also yeah. in the XSU. Okay. Uh, we was, you know, we started to roll with each other the shows. Mm-hmm. And it was a legit thing kind of in a way where, um, well, this business is tough. Let's watch each other's back. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll be a group. And, like, you know, we played ourselves as brothers or adopted brothers. Well, we kind of truly did adopt each other at the time. Like, we really wanted to okay. have each other's back because, you know, yeah. people get screwed all the time. Right. Yeah. Payoffs, whatever it may be. So that's yeah. where, you know, the Cartier thing happened. And he picked a name thinking it was Italian because he's Italian, but in all honesty, it's a French name, and it made no sense, but I stuck <laughs> Okay, well, I'm glad you explained that. I did not write that down as a question, but I always kind of wondered that, too, <laughs> where where the the way that Cartier was spelled, and you, then you guys were yeah, going. It, it's a like total that. French name, and he, he was like, no, it's Italian. <laughs> <laughs> hey, going back to the Midnight Rider gimmick, was that an homage to Dusty Rhodes? Oh, a little bit. Uh, I'll, I'll, you know, because you know, the name did, uh, was, but if you looked at us as a tag team, we were the Blackjacks. Yeah, the the promoter wanted the Blackjacks. Okay, so we had the black trunks and um, black boots and the black leather vests and the hats, and I think I don't think I did, but even I think the partner, I think he wore the, the leather gloves. Oh, okay, yeah. So okay. we were totally doing the blackjack gimmick. Huh. Uh, now, now, when you started wrestling, I mean, was there anybody that you tried to kind of pattern your your wrestling style after or or did you just kind of, kind of adopt your own your own thing? Well, I want to say I was adopting my own, but I feel like over time I realized, in my mind, what was my own. Mm-hmm. I was taking pieces from a lot, especially the horsemen, right? Arn and Tully specifically. Okay. A little bit of Dusty, maybe a little bit of Harley. Tully Race. was one of my favorites. I love Tully, mm-hmm. um, and so I think really that's where my style was coming from. My style was basically I watched you know Jim Crockett promotions and okay. I'm looking at that. Right. Okay. Nice. But I didn't know that at the time. At the time, I thought, I'm, this is just me developing myself. Yeah. <laughs> Which I guess it is. But you know. It, yeah. Yeah, you take a little bit from everybody. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I've told you this before. A lot of times I tell – a lot of times I'll say something to somebody, like, uh, you know, tell somebody that they remind me of somebody. But just because I got, like, so many wrestlers in my head, you know, if it's not somebody that I, – I mean, you know, I like Barry Horowitz just as much as I like – but maybe not just as much, but, <laughs> but you know, but I, I respect them as much. Um, so I, I think I had mentioned this to you, um, and, and, and I hope you didn't take it as a knock, because I didn't mean it as a knock at all. But uh, for whatever reason, you, and I think it's more the way that you move in the ring, not necessarily the way that you wrestle, but you've always kind of reminded me of Denny Brown, the um, okay. former, I mean, longtime NWA Junior heavyweight champion, but it, but just the way like you kind of like move around the ring, and uh, I mean that guy doesn't get a lot of credit, but yeah, but he's, he's definitely like an underrated which yeah. guy. I, I, mean, I like, totally take that as a compliment. The part that's weird about that for me is being you know a near three hundred pounder. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I mean, look look at his. He he actually came back mm. later on on WCW Saturday Night, probably around ninety seven, ninety eight, mm. and he was a lot bigger too. Mm. <laughs> so. Um, but he, I mean, he was always a little bit thicker Bigger. for a junior yeah. heavyweight. He almost looked like a Sam Martino. Like a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, just, I uh, but I know. Right. I mean, I think that is a compliment, certainly. Okay. I, I mean, are you? Yeah, then he could go. Yeah, I mean, and he was. Um, you know, I mean, he was obviously well thought of by those guys in, in Jim Crockett Promotions too, because you know he he was always on the cards. He he was always like I said, long time junior heavyweight champion, but. Mm. Um, but anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there. Now, from from Arn Anderson, what what do you think? 
from either, you know, your philosophy, your style, or your promos or whatever, what do you think you took from Arn? Not necessarily, you know, I do this like him, but the overall. Uh, from Arn, I want to say I took the um, almost like the, the don't rush kind of thing. Like, take your time, you know, execute things right. Yeah. And. Make everything matter. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, if you put on a hold, like sit there, hold it, make it, make it something and look good doing it. Yeah. And yeah. also um, his promo work. Cause I mean, I'm a big fan. Oh, great. I, mean, I love all their, all those guys promos and everyone talks about flair, but flair was very, you know, over the top. Arn could hit the same message with yes. the same impact. Yes. But do it calmly. Right. And I think on, you know, even our shows we've done here, I think you guys have kind of seen me do both. You've seen me, Yelling mm-hmm. and screaming, you've probably also seen me just kind of sit there with a the mic and right. talk very matter-of-factly. Yeah. And when I do that, that's definitely the arm coming through. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what the, the last promo, um, what was the promo they showed with the, uh, I think you guys were in, it was supposed to be like a junkyard. Oh, yeah. And that, that reminded me, like when I saw it, because I never knew your Aaron Anderson okay. thing, you know? And it reminded me of the old couple of the old horseman ones with arn and uh barry, barry windham because yeah. you and i did one yeah. similar as the mad dogs and right it reminded me of that a lot well i appreciate that yeah 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 now i i thought that when we were watching it too i never said that to you but uh yeah when that first popped up there i thought exactly the same thing <laughs> um now so so you spent quite a bit of time as a as a tag team um what do you prefer do you, would you I mean, do you prefer tag team or do you prefer singles if you have a preference at all? Um, I want to say I enjoy both equally. I know it almost sounds like a cop-out answer. But, like, when I'm in the ring with, like, Fat Tony, one, you know, he takes a little bit of load off. He can tag in and out, obviously. Yeah. And, you know. A little just... load? <laughs> He's a big guy, man. <laughs> but, you know, there, there's a dynamic there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but at the same time, singles. I'm just messing oh, around. Oh, I got you. <laughs> but uh, in singles, there's, you know, you kind of showcase more for yourself. Mm-hmm. And um, in a way, I don't want to say means more because that's not the right way to say it. Like tag means just as much. I love mini matches. It's with a different people. philosophy. You know? Yeah. And I don't know. I guess they're just different. I enjoy both. Yeah. But I think I can do plot a match a little bit differently and showcase more myself in a singles role. Okay. You know what? I mean, because I think I was the same way. I, you know, I really didn't have a preference between singles yeah, they're, 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 you know? yeah right i mean i didn't either but yeah. i just figured there's, i'd ask because i know you spend a lot of time as a oh, tag yeah. team yeah a lot, <laughs> most people do have a preference you there's know good yeah. aspects to each yeah right so. okay huh. now okay so so you had already started going out of state even mm. before the mwo um now how long was it after you were in the mwo that the iwe came along oh let's see how long was it because came to mwo in my first year, 2012, I want to say IWE started in 2013, I want to say. Okay. So, so maybe no. a year. All right. So no, IWE not too is much that. I could, be wrong. Uh, I could be wrong. It might have been 2014. but Okay. But either way, it, it wasn't that long then. Hmm. Um, yeah, that's John Campbell and um, and okay. Mike Goodman. Yeah, I, I consider both equally to be like my home promotion, okay. no matter where else I go. Yeah. Now, when you went to IWE, did you, did you guys go there as a tag team as, yeah. as well? Same thing. It was the Cartier Brothers, the, the Greasers. Okay. Yeah. The whole deal. <laughs> Who, right. Did you have any socias? <laughs> <laughs> no. 
<laughs> now, now, when did you kind of start to, um, you know, back off from the the greaser gimmick and, and start kind of um, kind of changing the gimmick up a little bit? Well, I want to say um, on Fat Tony's end, you noticed I was pretty pretty quickly, like even the early days of doing the shows here at Owen TV. Mm-hmm. Um, I think first you kind of noticed him put color in his hair. Right, sands the jeans and stuff. Go to the singlet. I kept it right. going for a little while. Yeah, that was the start. And I think within a year after that, um, you know, first I got rid of the jeans and went to the singlet, and then it was kind of like, okay, I want to do me. So is that what it was? You just wanted to do something, something a little be, different, or I just want to be me. Just, like you uh, okay, because um, again, looking back at the guys I like, like your Tullys and your Iron stuff, like. They were wrestlers. There wasn't yeah. an outrageous gimmick. They right. were professional wrestlers, and that was the gimmick. Okay. And I felt I had become comfortable enough in the way I wrestled and the way I talked that I could do that and make that a gimmick in itself without needing mm-hmm. the extra glitz and glamour. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So is is that when you adopted the old school moniker, or were, I, I don't remember? Were you already using that? No, as, that, as the, that came as the when I made the change. Well. There was a distinct um, angle in both companies that facilitated the change okay and uh, that's why i took the old school well, how did moniker. that go you got a cliff notes version of that uh, let's see in mwo it's when alice crow in his debut match with the company beat me pretty soundly for the great lakes title okay and me or as my character took it as i need to stop playing around the greasers you know kind of a comedy act in a way yeah okay. time to get serious oh okay right. And um, in IWE, it was kind of similar, but I had been on a um, like a winning streak there. I want to mm-hmm. say it was 14, 15, 16, somewhere around there, which doesn't sound like a lot in a whole, but when you figure, you know, one show a month. Yeah. You know, so like 14, 15 months unbeaten, and then Rex Havoc put me down. And it was kind of the same thing. It was time to get serious and, like, recapture myself. Mm-hmm. And that's how we both, you know, we did the change. <laughs> okay. How real do you consider yourself, like, when you're in the ring? And it, it, let me, like, explain this, because, you know, even, even you know, like, we're more old school, kind of like you are. We're probably mo- a little more old school than you are, you know? Okay. I mean, just because of what, you know, we're our age. We're okay. probably a few years difference, you know? I'm but, in my 30, quite, by the way, so. <laughs> yeah, so we're quite a few years. <laughs> so, uh, you know, like, where was I going? Oh. You'll see some people in the ring in it, WWF, WWE today. Mm. It looks like they're playing a character. Mm. It, it almost seems like if somebody came in the ring, just showed up and, like, slapped them, they wouldn't defend their turf. Like, it's more of a show, a performance. I got you. Um. And it, it seems to me, and I'm asking because it, it seems to me that there's you and there's some other guys that it's different. You know, so, like, how, when you get into the ring, are you, are you yourself? I, because I did it as a referee. It's almost hard to explain, like, you're, you're a legit, you're a shoot. But being in the ring, I understand. And I would say, um, and, you know, we're going to break some names and kayfabe when I say it, but the line between Rick Allen and Rick Cartier is really non-existent. Okay. It's me. Yeah, and I take our sport, and I do say sport, 
pretty seriously. That's like, where I'm I going. Have, yeah. I have fun. I did a piss poor job yeah, of. No, no. I have fun with what we together. do, but I do take it seriously. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I want to put on good performance. And if that means, you know, my hits are a little harder than you're used yeah. to. Yeah. So be it. Nice. If that means if someone were to jump in the ring, I knock them out. So be it. Not saying I necessarily can, depending on who it is. Yeah. But I certainly would try. Um, and I'll leave it at that. Yeah, cool. <laughs> you know? Yeah. All right. Um, <clears throat> now, I, I accidentally skipped over this in the beginning, but I wanted you to run down the list of championships that you've held. Are you, are you a current champion right now? In it, yes. I, I have two current titles. Um, and they're both tagged with Fat Tony. Should have brought them with you, man. Ah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> been like Ultimo Dragon in here with all the gold. You know, I came from the shoot job. Which, yes, the shoot job. Um, but uh, uh, me and Fat Tony currently have the IWE tag team titles, mm-hmm. and also the new era of wrestling tag titles, which is out of the uh, Cleveland, Ohio area. Hmm. Okay. And I just lost the um, Savage Anarchy Wrestling United States Heavyweight Title, which is uh, that's Marion, Ohio based. Okay. How often are you going down there? Um, it was supposed to be monthly, but there's some conflicting scheduling. Yeah. So I'll probably be there, let's say about six times a year. Oh, cool. And it wasn't too long ago that you were the MWO champion too. Yeah. That just, uh, happened. Um, let's see. That would have been May. Yeah. Early May. Okay. Um, you know, sad to see it go, but, uh. I'm sure they cheated to get it away uh, from you too, didn't they? No, no. You know, JJ Hughes beat me pretty fair and square. (laughs) But it was a fantastic match. It was actually a triple threat, um, also or three way dance elimination rules. Um, also had uh, Alex Crow in there, and I know I was I was happy with the with the performance aspect. Is it is that out on YouTube anywhere that match? Yeah, uh, is it? It is. Because we got a history. Uh, Jade, yeah, we got a history uh, with Hughes. So okay, because the official MWO copy is not out now. It is on my YouTube, like a handheld, like a, my girlfriend's copy. I think that's the one that I have. JJ, JJ sent it to me personally. Oh, okay, because I said so. I have it like unlisted <laughs> for now until the official comes out. But if he sent it, that explains the sixty-two views. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we used to wrestle with his uncle and everything. Okay, so. yeah. knew his yeah, I knew and we, and parts known, of his family, and we've so. known him for you know, a yeah. long time too. So. Yeah, win, lose, or draw. I was actually really happy with how that match came off to everyone. What are your yeah. thoughts on JJ? Well, oh, I got you. Athletic is all hell. <laughs> Charismatic. <Yeah>. You know. <laughs> An asshole. <laughs> no, no. Uh, that's oh, his character. No, he's a, he's a really good, great guy. Oh, yeah. I, I love the kid. And, you know, I, I don't know if it was his first match ever, but I can know his first IWE match was with me. Because we, <laughs> oh, okay. we were the first match in IWE history. Oh, really? And it was bell rings. I kicked him in the gut, him with the caddy ride, one, two, three. Oh, that's when he was doing jobs? <laughs> <laughs> uh, just one one thing about him. Uh, he, he takes some horrendous-looking bumps yeah. <laughs> sometimes. Just yeah. like his uncle. It's like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he does these high-angle bumps that scare the hell out of him. I know. In I the know, ring, like hitting him, me causing the bump, I'm looking going, what the hell? Don't <laughs> right. do that. You know? <laughs> Uh, so how did, uh, how did house, house fight, uh, come along? Uh, well, it started in, um, Savage Anarchy Wrestling, I mentioned before in Marion, mm-hmm. Ohio. Um, they already had me and Fat Tony and they still, even though we had been long gone from the gimmick, they still wanted to keep calling us like, you know, the Cartier brothers, the greasers, that's how they knew us. Mm-hmm. But we brought Adrian down okay. and he's going to start rolling with us at different shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, 
quote, they're like, what do we want to do with them then? I'm like, well, them with us. Make a group. <laughs> and they're like, okay, we're going to do a group. And then we got there the day we're going to start, you know, debut as a faction. Realized we had no name and sat in the promoter's office for a half hour trying to think of ideas. Before, was the promoter in on it, or or he oh, just yeah. wanted you guys to? No, okay, he was in on it. Okay. Um, and it was sitting there before it was Adrian himself who kind of looked around, and goes, "I mean, we're all hosses. Mm-hmm. Let's start a hoss fight." <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, There's a name. Holy it's, crap! That's a, that's a good name. I mean, yeah. I mean, so you know that that's the brand we really want to build is you know we're yeah. a hoss fight and you know. Depending on where you see us, there's two, three, or four of us. And yeah, yeah, right. Do you guys like it in tag teams? Do you do the gimmick where it's like the freebird rule? You know, we, <laughs> we haven't done it like where we come out and you don't know which one they're going to wrestle yet, so that we might start doing that sometimes. But we have had deals where, like, say me and Tony were tag champions and like I couldn't make it, yeah, and Adrian filled in. Oh, okay. So we've done like that. Okay. Huh. Uh, now, now you've also added at one point, uh, Bam Grizzly. Yes, Bam is um, in the group, and he still is. So, I, you know, okay. he, I know he's taking some time off right now, but you know, okay, we, we taking no titles away from Bam. He's he's a boss fight. Are you going to get as big as the NWO was at one point? God, I hope not. <laughs> no, because we've we've actually had a lot of guys in three states now want to join. Really? And we're like, yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if he was joking or not. But we even not hosses. Like we had Jacob Braun being like, "I want to be in hoss fight." <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, okay. Well, let me ask you this: since there's four of you now, and you got the hoss, which is almost like horse, uh, are you guys the possibly the new four horsemen? Uh well, there might or there may or may not be a upcoming T-shirt that says "The Four Horsemen" and has the <laughs> four horse logo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so okay, let, let's. Go with that a little bit, then. Who would represent which horseman as Ooh. far as the hoss bike? Goes? I don't want to upset anyone, <laughs> but I think everyone. Well, I mean, come on. It's, well, I mean, I mean, and you can pick. You can pick any era. Just okay. don't pick Paul Roma. Because none of you look like. <laughs> I think that's like the that. only way that you're going to piss um, anybody off. <laughs> I would say just by the promo ability and the fact that I'm usually the talker would put me at Flair. And you and you spell your first name the same way yeah, too. And R C. Oh, let's see. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put Adrian as Arn because he hits the spine buster. Mm-hmm. Tim, or, that Tony. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna put him as Oli because he, you know, when you get him down and dirty, he is a you know a bone breaker. Nice, All so, right. excellent. And then I guess Bam, that's our Tully. He's he's the workhorse. Sweet, you know. And surprisingly, and now you know he's a little fire plug and stuff like um. Everyone always sees him, or you guys probably know him mostly as you know a face role. Um, and he didn't really ever work heel until he started going with us out of state. His first show, heel, he may or may not have caused a riot. <laughs> I think I saw that. I think I saw that video as well. Yeah, that's pretty good if you can get a riot going nowadays. Like, yeah, the, the crowd broke into the locker room. Wow. And then, like, they when they got him out and security got him out, half of security turned and sided with the fans. And we were told to stay in the locker room. That's and stay old down. school. Well, they surround the building, and then like another veteran wrestler down there, um, named call him Raptor. You know, he's a thirty-plus year guy in the Ohio area. Mm-hmm. He was trying to like defend us, like verbally, just like guys, you know, back off, whatever. Like yeah. this didn't happen, or whatever is getting you so upset. And the security guard who turned and you know, like sided with the fans went to his car, grabbed a metal pipe, and legit like cracked him in the skull. Ooh, jeez. Yeah. 
So we caused a riot and like assaults to happen in Ohio. <laughs> and this was like east like Ohio, like in the mountains. Like it was almost like the Virginias. So did you guys okay. did you guys get out of town as soon as you could? Uh once the sheriff's department rolled out and got us out of there, yeah. <laughs> we thought we were in trouble because they're like, We need everyone back inside. We need to talk to the guys who were involved and like, they huddled us together. Yeah. And they asked us questions. We're like, Are we about to like go to jail for like doing our job? <laughs> yeah. And uh, You did your job well that night. <laughs> right. And they're like, Well, okay, you know, Basically, they're like, well, what do you guys want to do? And we're like, well, what do you mean? Like, are we in trouble? They're like, no, man. You know, they're assaulting. We're taking them out of here. We want to get everyone out of the building. What are, you guys, what are your guys' plans? We're like, get paid and go the hell home. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I got a question. You mentioned, you know, you're sitting in the office with the promoter trying to come up with a name. Mm-hmm. How much do, I mean, with all the, with the different promoters, like, how, how much do they – give you for you know your character or your match you know i can understand where they say okay you know i kind of want this guy to go over tonight or whatever how how either intrusive or non-intrusive are they is it it, dep- it just depends it depends i've been in places where it's kind of like hey you guys are working you're up go out there and give me you know 10 minutes yeah i've been in places where like okay um you guys can do everything you want to hear but here's how i want to finish and then they lay out like an elaborate finish and i need this to happen this to happen at this point mm. to go here here with the storylines yeah. i need all this and like they have a script okay huh. so I, I mean i've seen it both ways okay hmm. Hmm. i just always find that fascinating how <laughs> different people like how they how they run the shops you know the more scripted though they make it, the more I'm gonna forget the script. Yeah, I couldn't do that. I could <laughs> yeah. not do what, oh, right, they, exactly. what they do today. No way, no how. Right. <laughs> and I'm I'm very like these days I'm really like in tune. Like I call my matches during, and mm-hmm. surprisingly, even guys who've been in the business longer I work with, they usually let me. Huh. Okay. So that's I, that's respect there. It is, and I yeah, yeah. It feels great. But when I do get a case where like okay, well here's the script, I need you to do all this. It's kind of like well I can't remember that because I'm used to just calling my crap and generally on the fly. Yeah. Right. You know, so you're a call yeah. it in the ring guy. For the most part. Like I might, you know, we Ex- might have except a for the finish. I mean, you know. yeah. right. But I mean, I'm totally comfortable if we forget everything we're out there or I, I'm confident in my abilities to like, you know, call it and get us through it. Do you ever have the matches where you, you, you just go in, you meet the guy in the ring and you're just calling it all in the ring, except maybe, you know, a finish. I've had a, yeah, a couple, like, I may not meet the guy in the ring, but like, you know, yeah, backstage, but, just you know, we'll take care of it out there. I've had those. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, okay. I mean, you you've won your fair share of championships so far. Uh, what what would you say your uh, short term goals are in the future now? Uh, well, I want to wrestle in the European like English market. Okay. Because that'd be cool. Well, I've been watching a lot of the UK promotions and. My style, I think, and my body type is very in over there. It's not, you know, I just feel like it would fit me better. Okay. Also, and also Japan. Okay. Um, you know, I, I, I have this, like, lofty dream that will probably never happen where I want to go to Japan and be, like, the next Stan Hansen over there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you never know. Yeah. yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Fat Tony could be your Bruiser Brody. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, actually, you do have a couple matches coming up in the MWO that I know about. Um, you have a match. Wh- which which one is coming up first? You have a match coming up with Jason the Basher Klaus at. Oh, uh, you have a match coming up. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Jason the Basher Klaus made the match for the the uh, what 
I'm sorry. What's it? What's it well, called? We're, it's, we're it's going to be gonna having be cage. steel cage warfare. That's going to be at the Soberfest event that we do with the UAW. That's July 21st in Flint at the Union City Ball Field. And uh, you know, just put it out there for everyone. You know, when we say steel cage warfare, it's a branding thing. We're talking war games, people. Right. And it's hoss fight and it's scum of the earth. We don't know who our fourth is going to be because we're a man down with Bam taking some time off. But we're going to find a fourth. Then uh, you know. I want to end it in a way that's fitting to uh, old school. <laughs> so the 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 war games is a cage around the ring. You have a cage on top too. I mean, I don't think we're gonna have the top because you know when you're talking about indie promotion, it's kind of yeah. what we have, and you know yeah. the MWO has yeah. an existing cage. Oh, right. okay. We're gonna yeah. be using yeah. that, so it's gonna be one ring and yeah. one. Yeah, I like cage. that cage that they have. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <it's pretty laughs> that seems really tall. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, but we are gonna have you know the the, the you know the two start and the five minute period, and then the the coin toss and the. Oh, okay. You know, alternating entrance and, and can it only end in a submission as well or submission or, or surrender? Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Once everyone's in there, <laughs> I got a question though. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, how much of the how much of the business do you give away? I mean, there's the old term like kayfabe, you well, know, like because you know because I'll see like people when they're done with their match, mm-hmm. you know, go out and mingle with the crowd, kind of like they're not hiding at all. Yeah. Um. Show days, I tr- I try pretty hard to keep it. Now, obviously, like a situation like what we're doing right now, I I start off kind of walking the line, and I kind of gave it away now. Um, but <laughs> but it's, it's but are there places days, you don't touch? You know, where yeah. you're like, I'm not giving because oh, yeah. that's how I am. I don't. My thought I, is, I still feel weird. Like my giving. thought is when we're at an event, and people have either one taken their time out to come to the show if it's like a freebie, or you know, especially if they've paid to be to show. Why am I gonna do something to take them out of the atmosphere and the element that they've paid to be in? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, how, for for how many years do you hear, "Oh, it's fake. Oh, it's fake. Oh, it's fake." Whatever. But you know, p- people are going to wrestling shows to escape, like mm. the same thing, like when they go to a movie or whatever. You know, it's I, and I've seen that argument a lot too. It's like, well, mm-hmm. you go to movies, you enjoy movies. It's 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 kind of the same thing. Yeah. Differences sort of. in a movie, generally, not always, because some actors are really cool about things, but you know, they kinda tag out and let stuntman True. take the hits. <laughs> yes. We don't have no stuntmans. If someone's punching <laughs> in the face in the ring, I mean I might know it's coming, but I'm still getting punched in the face. And right. it still hurts. Right. You know, and you know, the ring, you know, we all know it's wooden metal, basically with a little bit of padding, but and there's gravity and mm-hmm. We don't fake that. It's, yeah. you know, Everything like, hurts. It just matters to what extent. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, I mean, we touched on this a little bit. Do you still watch, you know, like the big promotions um, regularly? Or, it, it, I mean, I know it's tough for me to. I don't think you watch it at all anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still try to watch it. but uh, For the most part, I still watch the, the WWE product. I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to AEW. Uh, I still follow, um, like, Ring of Honor, New Japan. I've kind of fallen out of impact just because there's so much now. Mm-hmm. It's hard to, you know, spend that many hours a week when you have an actual life. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, especially, yeah. if, especially if someone has, like, a weekend wrestling show. Like, well, I'm probably doing my own wrestling thing. Yeah, so right. Um, at that point, you're not that important to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, no, like, I mean, I still watch as a fan, you know, the quote-unquote big leagues. And, you know, and as much as I want to see AEW and all these other ones come up, Right now, as we speak, WWE is still the biggest league. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah I, right. and I still enjoy watching their product. What are you gleaning from those when you're watching? Are you watching as, like, a fan, or are you watching as a 
someone in the business. Little of both, or I mean, a little of both. You know, when I see something cool, like I, I mark out for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I would say I tend to mark out more for cool characters or promos than the actual matches themselves. Okay. Um, but when I'm watching the matches, sometimes I'm enjoying them, but sometimes I do have a little bit like, ooh, that was rough, or that should have been done that way. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I have no business telling those type of guys <laughs> how things are done, but you pick up on things. And, yeah. you know, if there's a screw up, you right. might catch it, you know? Well, yeah. So who are some of your uh, favorite guys now, some of the mm. current guys that are out there? That's a tough one. Like I said, not necessarily in WWE, but I'm really big on Cody right now. Okay. And that's the whole package. Mm-hmm. Were you were you a fan of his already in the his WWE era? Or? I, I was. Okay. Uh, and his brother, of course. You know. Man, that guy is amazing. I mean, if you think about it, he's been wrestling since, what, 31 years now? Probably. And he is yeah. still. I mean, he started with the late 80s. And he there, is still so. flying around. That match that he had with Cody, he was just coming off a double knee surgery. That match. You wouldn't was, even be able to tell. That yeah. was the best match I think I've, like, as a fan, sat back and watched in years. Really? I still haven't watched it yet. It, okay. had, it had me hook, line, sinker. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people don't realize, like, what a big name that he was in, in WCW. Like, mm-hmm. his first. Well, I mean, he kind of went back and forth, but, like you know, the natural he was involved. Yeah, I mean, he was involved in all those War Games matches back yeah. then, speaking of War Games. I mean, he was always, like, on, on the top of the card. Absolutely. Um, and then Goldust. Um, you know, he, he, even Goldust at first. He was yeah. over the moon, man. Yeah. I mean, how old he was. Um, talk about maybe a couple others. Um, and I'll say this one, um, man or woman, doesn't matter. I think one of the finest performers in the sport today is Charlotte Flair. Hmm. Period. Yeah, I, she's got it. Um, I'm, a, I'm a Becky fan too. Yeah, I don't in, get in I ring all the way around. I, want, I, I have to give it to Charlotte. You know what? I've seen a, I've seen a little stuff, and Charlotte Flair. It's, I mean, she's second generation, right? Mm. But to her, it seems like it's real. It really is. You know, kind of like going back to what we were talking well, about earlier. Her and Ronda had a match, and like some people might look at it and go, "God, oh, this is looking really sloppy." This isn't, you know, yeah. pro wrestling. I'm looking at it going, this is a damn fight. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know I, yeah. I mean. Um, <laughs> and the women I, have a tendency to do that just because of their style. They're a little slower. Mm. Remember they used to beat the crap out of each other when they first started getting all that going? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like they, yeah. Re- you know, they didn't know how to work as well. So they just beat the crap out of mm. each other. I, I, I mean, honestly, I don't. To steal a line from Jesse Ventura, I don't impress easily, <laughs> and I thought that Ronda was was gonna kind of bomb out or not not be that good. I mean, from from her first match, you would not have been able to tell that that was her. First, I mean, in my opinion, you wouldn't have been able to tell that that was her first match if you didn't know. Um, I I thought that she did a fantastic job coming in cold. I mean, obviously they spent a lot of time with her, but but still, yeah, I I, I thought over that top she. To yeah, but still, e- even if you do nowadays, you can still see through that. I yeah. mean, some of the other people that they have in there that have trained longer and been around longer, I don't think had the had as good a match as her. Yeah, I think um, know, she. I thought she was believable. Yeah, that was that's, that's you know, she's like good. She's believable, and even on like the talking side, because she got a lot of grape on that that side. Well, that that could have been better, polished, but right. But in a way, to me, that felt more real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was a woman from another sport talking, and it wasn't what we're used yeah. to. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Was it great? No, but it gave you that different feel that she brought because her gimmick was it's Ronda Rousey MMA fighter coming to pro wrestling. Yeah, mm-hmm. imperfect is perfect sometimes. 
Right. You know? Yeah. Huh. Uh, now, I mean, you already mentioned AEW. We, I mean, we've seen a couple of pay-per-views, uh, but we haven't seen a actual show mm-hmm. from them yet. So um, w- would you still put, I mean, you mentioned that WWE is still kind of the pinnacle. Is that your favorite promotion nowadays, or, or do you like uh, some of the other ones? No, that's that's a tough one because I think I like everyone for different bits. Okay. So WWE is that overall performance that I like to see. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like the hard hitting of like a New Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, storytelling and like as far as like the classic build up of a match and biological won't have this opinion right now. But I think the best build up in like storytelling in the game right now is the revived NWA under Billy Corgan doing <laughs> okay. doing those I- webisodes. All right. Yeah, unfortunately, I have not been able to see Really? They're doing them? I haven't even seen them yet. Oh, yeah. There's um, the 10 Pounds of Gold series on, and it's all on YouTube. Huh. And they build up matches as they need. Hmm. And it's 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 damn good. Really? You know, I mean, that was really the main event of what, you know, All In was this big thing. And we're talking about, you know, the elite doing the show. And even though it wasn't on last, the main event of that show was Cody versus uh, Nick Aldis for the NWA world title. And that story was built up on the NWA, um, you know, webisode. Huh, cool. Oh, okay. And just fantastic. So I'm really looking forward to what they might do. Do I expect them to be jump up and be number two? No, mm-hmm. but I want to see them like on that ROH level. And um, yeah. I think Billy Corgan mentioned something about like regular TV might be coming this fall. Yeah, I've so. seen that also. Hmm. So, all right. Um, like uh, I mean, I already asked kind of about your short-term goals, mm-hmm. long-term goals. Um, would you ever be interested in maybe starting your own promotion or being a promoter? I am. I'm straight up. I am really interested in that. Um, but I don't want to be that guy who does it right off the get-go or or too soon. Yeah. And you're a really active competitor and trying to run a show. Right. It's going to be down the line when I'm wrapping things up. Okay. Nice. Um, now I wouldn't mind maybe having a couple stints with the book somewhere, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but yeah, I wouldn't want to invest into my own promotion until I could like one hundred percent invest in that. Yeah, okay. that's hard to do. Some people can do it. Like uh, Klaus does it. I think he Can- does Campbell it well. Does you know. It, you know yeah. Those guys can do it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I think I would need to step away. Okay. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. That, that's yeah. good that you think that. You know. I mean, you know yourself yeah, exactly. then. All right, we I mean we touched on the um the MWO stuff coming up. You got any other shows coming up in any of the other promotions that uh, you well, wanna uh, talk about? This, this coming Saturday, um I'll be in Houghton Lake um for IWE, you know, Imperial Wrestling Entertainment, and this is mm-hmm. gonna be a uh, tag team championship defense. It's a Hoss fight, me and Fat Tony against the Dean Boys, Tyler and Tyson. Uh-oh. And uh they were former Uh-oh. champions, so uh All right. You know, obviously we have the power and the size advantage, but we'll see yes. how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> They're crafty and they're quick. Is the other right. Dean the same size as Tyler Dean? Uh, roughly, yes. <laughs> you know, roughly. He might be a little bit taller. Huh. You think so? Tyson might be <laughs> but slightly. Okay. Yeah. It, yeah. Not by much. Huh. But but uh, this will be the fourth time we've had a match against them, like kind of in a row there. With one, well, fifth in total, the last one was kind of a four way match. But other okay. than that, it's been us and the Deans. And, um, I've been really happy with what we've been putting out there. Yeah. I, uh, at one point, awesome. um, not the match where we um, won the titles, but the one previous, uh, they they, you know, they got one up on us. But um, afterwards, I might have swung Tyler's head into the ring post at full speed <laughs> and 
Tony might have picked up and did the long dart on Tyson into a rolling bay door. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> uh, any other promotions? Uh, let's see. Line? Well, um, I know in August I'll be returning to um, Savage Anarchy Wrestling down there in Ohio. Um, just lost that U.S. title to Scotty Freytown, but uh, I'm looking to get that back. And also, um, me and Tony have a defense coming up for New Era of Wrestling tag titles. And I'm trying to remember the day on that one. I believe it's July 13th. Okay. So those are the upcoming If fans. not, look it up on Pump Your Website. Oh, up. yeah. You know, um, you know, no actual regular old school website on there, but Facebook, you know, that's the way to go. Yeah, yeah. Look up uh, old school Rick Cartier Dash Pro Wrestler, also Hoss Fight. You know, both pages have all the information out there. Um, at Cartier, and it's spelled a little funky, it's C A R. D-E-E-E-H-H-H. That's on Twitter. <laughs> I didn't think that one through when I, you know, did it for marketing. And, um, you know, Instagram, Rick Cartier. Uh, you know, you can look up all the flyers, all the information, and all those, you know, places and uh, find out those upcoming matches for me and Hoss Fight. Nice. All right. Uh, now, since I have you here, I'm going to debut a new segment, a little game, if you don't mind playing it. And it is called the Who's More Old School Game. <laughs> and uh, so I'm going to throw out two names of wrestlers. Look, he's got and a printoff just, on it, a little just, like chart and everything. Just off the top of your head, <laughs> just uh, when I when I first mentioned the name, who do you think epitomizes or personifies old school okay. more more than the other? And uh, we're going to start off with one of your favorites, uh, Ric Flair or Nick Bockwinkel. I'm actually going to say Nick Bockwinkel on that. <laughs> Any reason, particular reason why? Um, I think, I mean, they both have very similar characters, but I think Nick's a little less in the Flash and a little bit more of that AWA style, which always was a slower, you know, never really got out of the 60s style. Oh, man, Nick which, Bockwinkel. Which, don't get me wrong, that's not an insult. Yeah. I love yeah. Bockwinkel. Oh, no, I, oh, yeah. I will watch this match yeah. always. Right. Unfortunately, we've talked about this on the show before. Unfortunately, I did not appreciate him when he was currently wrestling when I was watching it. He just seemed, you know, you had, well, well you went from Rick Martell as the AWA champion mm. to to Hanson and, and then Bachwinkle. Uh, but, you know, obviously you had Hogan and Flair. Mm. Bachwinkle already seemed so old. Yeah. So right. it, it wasn't until years later that I could go back and really appreciate, you know, how great he, he really is. He was 53 um, when he had those matches with Kurt Hennig. Was he? he yeah. was that I was gonna say Bachwinkel versus uh, Henning. That's like watch, go watch the clinic. Yeah, yeah. His <laughs> matches with Hogan, he was 43, 44, somewhere around there. Yeah, yeah, because he started in the fifties. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, yeah. I mean, you know, I, 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 I don't know if you've ever seen it's it, unreal. but but he he even you know had wrestling matches with Bruiser Brody. Yeah, right. I mean Brody respected him that much to yeah, like get down and have wrestle. actually, yeah, exactly. Huh. All right, uh, next one. <laughs> Uh, Honky Tonk Man or Jerry the King Lawler? Who's more old school? It's <laughs> a good one. <laughs> um, I guess I'm gonna go say Jerry the King Lawler, and don't ask me for, for a specific reason. I'm kind of just going. Eh. That, that's a hard one, man. I don't know if I can answer that one. Those are two of my favorites. I, I, I think yeah. I'm, I'm going. I'm going with uh, Lawler based on the uh, you know the uh, the one strap singlet and the mismatched uh, tights. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I think I'd have to go pick Lawler on that one myself. But. Yeah, I probably, I probably would too. I mean, just just because when Honky Tonk Man came in, you know, he he was 
a little bit more flashy. I, I mean, I don't know. It yeah, is. They both have obviously he gimmicks, was... but Lawler's a more subdued with his king gimmick. Yeah. Than Honky Tonk was with his like Elvis gimmick. Yeah. I guess if that makes sense. Right. Honky Tonk trained by Herb Welch or Jerry Lawler trained by like Tojo Yamamoto. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Huh. All right. Uh, next one. Hulk Hogan or Superstar Billy Graham? Who is more old school? Superstar Billy Graham. You are correct. <laughs> <laughs> and then, again, these were talking very similar types. I see what you're doing here. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's no secret that Hogan, you know, looked up to Graham. Well, I mean, he's the one that got him into it. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he definitely borrowed a lot from Graham. So, yeah, I I'd, I'd definitely have to give that one to Graham. And, uh, and Lawler and Honky Tonk, man, were cousins. Yeah, yeah they were. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Brace, would you agree on the gram? Yes, I would. All right. But Let's... Hogan still moves the needle, especially when you listen to his interviews now. How he's like explains everything, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, Hogan was another guy that I did not like at the time, but looking back now, I I appreciate the hell out of him. You understand I mean, why he's over, be... but exactly. Like I, I was a Flair guy, but I still love Hulk Hogan. Like, yeah. Can't take away what that guy did for this business and right how he got it, you know. Yeah, yeah you're just watching exactly. Hogan next exactly. to like the Midnight Express or Rock and Roll Express or Flair, Arn, right. and, and then I, you're going, yeah, Hogan. You know? right. And now I, you watch him, you're just like, damn. But being, yeah, you gotta respect the guy who cupped his, you know, hand to his ear and put, you know, he got that from Austin Idol. Seat. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I've said that before too. I'm like, back in the day, if you weren't Bobby Eaton. Then, you know, there was the Bobby Eaton scale for me. And it was like, okay, you know, some of you guys get close, but so I can respect you. But but now I can look back and see, well, Hogan didn't need to do all that stuff. Yeah. Hogan yeah. had to do what he had to do. And, you know, so-and-so had to do what he had to do. So, all right, uh, next one. Who is more old school, Andre the Giant or the Giant Baba? <laughs> hmm. Ouch. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Andre for the sole fact that I know more of his work. I'll put it out there. Yeah. And Baba, yeah. Like, obviously, I've seen Baba matches, and this is gonna sound like, well, I guess weird, but, and I respect his work. But can anyone get over like the weird proportions of his body? Yeah, that's what got him over, you know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and those weak chops that he did to the, I mean, he do those like yeah. weak chops to the head, but. The crowd would go crazy for yeah. that. Oh, they would. Because he used to do them really well, yeah. you know, like a long <laughs> time <as> ago. <laughs> I think I would go with Baba's being more old school. Okay. Just because, I mean, the whole history with Japan, you know, and how he came in, how that whole Japanese uh, promotion started, you know. Ricky Dozan. Yeah, sure. Baba. Exactly. Inoki. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really have an opinion on that one myself. And then he brought the, all the old. He he brought the American, you know, like the American style over, over to yeah. Because when they first started, like New Japan was, you know, martial arts basically. Yeah, when they and kind old of Japan was like bring over the American two different paths. Style. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, I'm going to toss you a softball. Okay, who's more old school, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, or Ole Anderson, formerly <laughs> formerly known as Rock Rogowski? <laughs> the Rock. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with the uh, the one and only original Rock, Ole Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a safe one. Because <laughs> damn, he is good. Well, let me ask you: you you seem well studied for like the older school stuff. Is is there anybody that you've 
become a fan of that you didn't see when you're a kid, like the older, you know, the older style that you've gone back on YouTube or whatever platform you use and become um, a fan of? Lou Fez. Yeah. Probably the greatest world champion, really, yeah, of all nice. time. Um, actually, actually, I do have that as one of my questions. Ricky Dozan or Lou Tez. Oh, really? Oh, I do. Google Lou Tez. I'm a big fan. <laughs> I would go with Fez for old, more old school on that one, too. The hooker. Right. I've been trying to find a copy of that book for years. Yeah, have, have, I've been trying, too. <laughs> have fun. They're like 300 like 500 bucks now to get a copy of that. I should have got one when they came out. I right. knew it. All right, just a couple more. All right. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin or Stan the Lariat Hanson? <laughs> I have to go with Stan Hanson, but Stone Cold fits that mold really well, too. Yeah? Yeah, he does. Yeah, so I'm going pretty much purely on just the eras they were actually in. Yeah. <laughs> right. Grace? <laughs> I would say Stan Hanson. For <laughs> yeah, the way he conducted go. business, too, you know? Yeah, you got to Let me uh, drive my truck over the AWA belt and send it back to you. <laughs> right. <laughs> Screw you, Vern. <laughs> Actually, that's my next one. <coughs> Who's more old school, Vern Gagne or Gino Brito? <laughs> Vern Gagne. Vern Gagne. <laughs> that's a tough call. That's a tough call. Uh, yeah, because Brito, Brito had, you know, like the midgets because of his dad, Jack Britton, had, the, had all the midgets that used to travel around, Little Beaver and all that. Gino Brito, old school, Detroit. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, there was a guy who died in the ring against, uh, or after he got out of the ring with Gino Brito in Garden City, really a, a long time ago. Yeah, I'm gonna have to bring that article. I did some gumshoe detective work on Gino Brito, and that little gem hmm. popped up. It's just interesting. That's Make all. that the uh, the next episode that you know that series on Vice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Exactly. <laughs> all right, uh, just one more. Um, Baron von Raschke or Fritz von Erich. Mm. Both used the claw hole. They did. And they both had the... Uh, and they both, those are good, they man. They both had the Nazi gimmick. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I'm going to go with Fritz for the mere fact of, um, while still being, like, active, he was always heel. Like, he kind of baby-faced when he got older and was, like, retiring. Yeah. yeah. But Rashke would flip. Yeah, he where flipped he was. a lot. So as far as that dedication, I'm going with Fritz and making him more old school. All right. Harvey. <laughs> All right. Actually, that was not the last one because I just thought of another one. Uh, who's more old school, the Rock and Roll Express or the Midnight Express? Well, what are you on on Fritz and uh, Baron? Uh, yeah, I got to go with Fritz on that one. Fritz Bart Eric. The Eric Rock and Roll Claw. versus uh, Midnights? Yes. Which <laughs> Midnights? <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, <laughs> I like I, it. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Lane and Eaton version. Lane and Eaton. All right, but actually, either would work either way for in ring style. I would probably say Midnight's for working more. I guess well rounded. Rock and roll were high flyers of that era, so I'll go with the Midnight's in that. However, I have to give out the shout out to the to the Rock and Roll Express because they like hoss fight. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I once, you know, did a run in and a save for Ricky Morton. He remembered it like four years later, so it's awesome. Oh, really? So my song <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah, that yeah. is awesome. <laughs> Excellent. I don't know. You go first. I'm still thinking. On that one, uh, man, 
I think I'm going to have to go with Rock and Roll Express on that I one. I think I will, too. Okay. Uh, I mean, yeah. Midnight Express is my favorite of all time, but old school-wise, I think I'd got to go with the Rock and Roll Express. Okay. Just, if I had just been the, the other that ones, they I would have gone with the Midnights. And, and everything, yeah. Had it been Condry, I would have gone with the Midnights. All right. Yeah, like uh, Stan Lane did do like the like the weird like half-ass martial arts stuff that didn't make yeah. sense. Condry <laughs> just brought heat, man. Condry was fantastic. He was awesome. <laughs> he, yeah, he... He he was. I didn't. He's another guy that I didn't appreciate till after. Mm. I didn't even like the Midnight Express until he was gone. And then, <laughs> and then when Lane came in, I was like, "Oh, okay, these guys are cool now." But then going back, I'm like, "Man, he was amazing." Yeah, but uh, mm. all right, I just thought of another one. Who is more old school, Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov, or Ivan and Nikita Koloff? I'm going with the Koloffs because at least I can understand their damn promos. <laughs> <laughs> and they could actually, you know, therefore promote and put butts in seats. <laughs> good answer. Good answer. I, I'd go with Sheik and Volkoff. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Uh, you got to take Nikita out of the equation. He's just a weak link, yeah. unfortunately. Okay. So I got to go with, uh, with Nikolai. Well, if you put Crusher Sheik. in there, that's pretty, cl- that's closer, you know. Yeah, that's well. Crusher was on. Oh no, no, no. That's right. Yeah, you're right. Crusher was in there. Yeah, you know Barry Darso. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Speak He's of, closer, but I still take Sheik and Volkov. Okay. Speaking of speaking of him, let's go with one more: the Road Warriors or Demolition. Because that's a good one. <laughs> I'm I'm a Road Warrior fan in this one. Like that's my team. But again, it's kind of one of those like who worked more, and Demolition worked like all the way around. Yeah. So old school was probably demolition, whereas Road Warriors kind of came in and like pick you up, put you down, one, two, three, we're out of here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'd agree with that. Demolition's yeah. more old school. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, um, I would say so too because I mean those guys were around. Well, I mean Darcel was around the same time as the Road Warriors, but mm. but uh, Axe was around. He came out of little, the same little bit click up there. I and, did a little bit right, of a training seminar with demolition too. Oh really? It was you know you know. Okay. Uh, Darso, not yeah. crushed. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, we're 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 talking the mass superstar demolition. The, oh, uh, the original Bill Eady, yeah, yeah, yeah. Axe and Smash. Yeah. That's who you meant, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I almost forgot about like you know that they did that change too. Yeah. Right. You know, everyone talks about the later change, you know, or, or the addition of Crush and all that. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Mass <laughs> yeah. superstar was our awesome Axe. But either yeah. way, that team yeah. just they they worked. They were a more yeah. rounded team. Yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, one more, just because I, I want to throw this guy out here. Uh, Dusty Rhodes or Abdullah the Butcher? <laughs> Dusty. <laughs> I, I'd, I'd say Abby. Really? Yeah. Abby? Just because, I, I don't know. I have to admit, to, like, because he's just man. stayed with his gimmick, his character. That's true. I, I, and character that's, for that's, so much. That's you damn know? true. I had a hard time watching. Yeah, that's Abby's hard. That's a good call. one. Yeah, that's, yeah. Now that I think about that, that one is a tough call. I yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, flip them, you know? Right. I mean, but, I mean, Dusty was also like totally that workhorse of that era. You yeah. Know? Right. Yeah. All right. Um, unless you guys want to throw one out there or throw a couple out I, there. Man, those are good. I'm pretty much Oh, okay. Out, how, about, how about Rick Cartier or uh, Jason the Bass or Klaus? Get me fired. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I am old school. Well, because yeah, you guys are like that. old school, you know. Uh, well, we he might, he, he might take it as a compliment if you if you pick yourself. 
Yeah. Then, then you're not throwing him under the uh, the old. Yeah, place. I'm, I'm going to say myself because you know I'm old. But it's not even is. being old; it's just the style, like the <laughs> oh, mentality. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. No, we, I know. we know what we're going at, but you know, I'm I'm going to pick me just for because I am. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. Or Good answer. except for when I'm doing suicide dives, we we then I'm not old school. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they still did them back then. Go watch some of that stuff in the '70s, man. Ricky Gibson. Those guys are all over the place. Who Fez did head scissor takedowns. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. And then, and then some of the stuff, uh, you know, overseas, they were still doing, like, the same type of stuff. And yeah. So. <laughs> all right. Uh, we are just about at the end here. Um, anything that you, anything else that you want to plug real quick? I mean, I think we got most of it out yeah, there. Yeah, I, mean, I talk about the upcoming matches and stuff. So I just want to say, you know, for all you wrestling fans out there, um, want to, again, follow Hoss Fight and Old School Ricardier. Look forward for upcoming matches, you know, on all the social media platforms. At the same time, um, you know, support your indie wrestling, um, especially here in Michigan, the Michigan Wrestling Organization and Imperial Wrestling Entertainment. All right. Excellent. Uh, Race Beamer. Yeah, do we, do we have a date next time for the next MWO show here in Lake uh, Not that I know of. Okay. Yet. No. All right. I don't really have anything. Just uh, have a good night, everyone. Thanks for right. thanks oh, for yeah. coming in. Great thanks interview. Guys. Yeah, thanks so much for coming out here. You're here. Grace, Mad Dog. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, thank you. And uh, everybody, just keep checking the Butch Blood page for uh, our next show. And uh, thanks again, Old School Rick Cartier, for being on here. And we will see everyone next time. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Thank you.